Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shur Mandafiomi. My name is Yitzchak Shalom. We are now in the middle of the third parak of Masachet Kitin and the Mishnah and Daf Chaf Tet Amud Aleph, which is the fifth Mishnah in the parak. Uh, if somebody is bringing get within Eretz Yisrael, and the next Mishnah we'll see about somebody bringing it from Medinat Hayam, he's bringing a get within Eretz Yisrael, so there is no obligation. And he became sick, too sick to continue the mission. He may hand it over to somebody else. But if the husband said, take a particular object from her when you give her the get, and we'll see the specifics on that, then he may not send the get with another person, because the husband does not necessarily want or is necessarily agreeable to having that object in the hands of some other fellow. In other words, the husband entrusted this fellow with a get, and also entrusted him to bring back an object. Now, um, we have to discern whether or not the get is invalid if given in such a circumstance, or just lechatchila, the desideratum, is that the shaliach com- uh, completes the mission himself. Amar Rav Kahana, chalatnan. Rav Kahana says, our Mishnah says chala, if it became sick. Pshita, that's obvious, chalatan, it says chala. So chala, and I might have thought that this is true even if he didn't get sick. Meaning, as an example, if he gets sick, he can hand it off to somebody else. Also, if he gets tired, or if he doesn't want to go, or his business takes him elsewhere, he could hand it to somebody else. So the reason it's in chala, I might have thought, was just because that's the typical situation where you'd want to hand it off to someone else. Kamashmala, and therefore Rav Kahana says that chala is specifically and uniquely and only in the case of chala that you may do so. What is the circumstance here? If the husband said to the shaliach, take it, if he didn't get sick, he should be able to hand him off, because as we learned in Kiddushan, in the second parak, an agent can pass something over to another agent. But if he said to him, you take it, then even if he was sick, he should not be able to hand it over because the husband specifically designated this man and only this man to be a shaliach. And the Rashbag, if we're going to follow the opinion of Rashbag, that even if you're sick in any circumstance, you can't hand it off. Detanyim, as follows. Where did Rosh Gamliel come from? As follows. If a guy says, take this, get to my wife, you can then appoint another shaliach. You take this get to my wife, then you cannot give it to anybody else. The husband uh, appointed you and only you as the shaliach. says, in any case, you cannot make another shaliach. Shemgamliel seems to hold that in general, a shaliach does not have the same powers as the original dispatcher to then hand it to another shaliach. So who could the author of our Mishnah be that, according to Rav Kahana, limits the ability to hand it off to Chala? Because think about this. If it's Meshav Gamliel, under no circumstances can you hand it off. And if it's Tanakama and you didn't say you only, then you should be able to hand it off in any case. If you said you only, you should never be able to hand it off. There doesn't seem to be any case where Chala is going to be different. So let's see. Ba'item, a possibility number one. Holech, v'hu haddin, v'hu Perhaps it's a case 
where only the Tanakhama would say it's okay, and it's only when you said take it, you didn't say you take it, and perhaps even Tanakhama and that Brighta would only agree that you could do such a thing if Chala, and the assumption behind this is that the husband who gave it to you would rather, ha- if it's impossible for you to complete the mission, would have the, rather have the mission completed uh, even with a secondary and less than ideal agent, rather than have you not delivered at all. So that's if you're sick. If, on the other hand, you just decided not to go, the husband would rather you finish the job. The other possibility is, according to Tanakama, that you said you take it. He said you take it. And perhaps we'll make an exception in the case of Chala, because the husband clearly wants you to be the agent. But of course, if you get sick, then there is no real choice and you can hand it off. The other possibility is Mishim Gamliel. And this is a variation on the previous one. It's all authored by Mishim Gamliel. And even though Mishim Gamliel says normally a shliach cannot make a shliach, when the original shliach gets sick, then we make a dispensation. All right, so three different ways to solve the same problem. Tanan. Here's a challenge. If two, a guy says to two fellows, give this, get to my wife, or he says to three, write it and give it to my wife, then these can write it and give it. Implying that only these, these two or three that he commanded, directed, can do it, but they cannot hand the job over to somebody else. So why is that the case? But there's a critical difference here. In in our case, our index case, there is already a shaliach. The get is already written. It's already on the way. And the question is, can the shaliach hand it off to someone else? In this case, the challenge case, no get has yet been written. Uh, and the husband is charging these fellows with writing it. So Amr Abaye, he says as follows, Hatam time am I, what's the reason in the second case, in the challenge case, that only they can do it? Mishum bizayon debal. Because evidently it was a source of some uh, some uh, shame for the husband that he could not write the get on his own. So he quietly asked three other people to do it for him, but he didn't want them to publicize it by then handing that mission off to somebody else. But in our case, the husband clearly is not concerned because he's already appointed a shaliach. So the shaliach is handed to another shaliach. In other words, there's no bizayon here because the husband didn't necessarily not write to get. Rava has a different take on it. In our index case, the shaliach has a get in his hand. He hands that get to someone else. What do these first three guys have in their hand that they're handing off to someone else in the challenge case? Nothing. They have mili. Mili, they have words. There's a sugi in several places, including Gittin, some of Basra, that words cannot be handed off from one shaliach to another. There's nothing to hand. It's just a directive. So now, my benai, what's the difference between Rava and Abaye in that case? That they both explain why this is not a challenge, but for different reasons. The difference is a shliach matana. If I tell somebody to go write a star, uh, to go give a get a star, uh, sorry, give a present to somebody else, then according to Abaye, he can certainly hand it to a to a uh, another party because there is no bizayon involved. Because after all, a um, a matana, the star is written by the one who receives it anyways. But as far as Mili goes, that problem still exists. So therefore, the plug to the Rav Shmuel, and it follows the machlok at Rav and Shmuel. The Rav Amar Matana Enaki Get that a Shtar Matana is not like a Get, meaning that you could hand it off to another. Ushmuel Amra Amar Matana Harehi Kiget that a Shtar Matana is like a Get, and therefore cannot be um, cannot be handed off. 
um, to to another because the issue of uh, of mili. Okay, now vimamarlo toli menachayfetz ploni. Now the second part of the Mishnah said that if the husband told the shaliach, go get something from her when you give her the get, and I mentioned that there would be some details on that. Here we go. Then he cannot take it from her. He can he cannot appoint another shaliach. Now amarish lakish. Kan Shana Rebbe. It was on this Mishnah, commenting on this Mishnah that Rebbe taught us, Eina Shoel Rishai Lashil, a borrower cannot turn around and lend the same item. Veina Socher Rishai Laskir, and a renter cannot then lease out the item. Right? Because here you see that the, uh, that the, uh, original owner, his, his, uh, unwillingness to have the Picaron be in the hands of somebody else, uh, is a considered factor. Now, Amr the Rabbi Yochan, Rabbi Yochan said to Rishlaki, That's nothing to get out of this Mishnah. That's a plain, obvious fact that every kid knows. Right? So, what is this point here? Rabbi Yochan says the point of this Mishnah isn't to say you're not allowed to hand a Picardon off to somebody else or in charge someone else with getting a Picardon that's not up to you. Rather, it's there to tell you sometimes the get won't be valid. It's when, you, when the fellow said, take this item from her, it's like you made a condition on the acceptance, saying, get the get from her upstairs and you got it downstairs, or vice versa. Right? He said, give it to her with your right hand, he gave it to her left hand. It's invalid. If he puts a condition on the shlichut, give her a divorce on the corner of those streets, and you give it somewhere else, then it's no good. So same thing here. Now, to cool Ayama, let's take a look at this Machlok Rabbi Yochum Rishlokish. Everybody agrees. If the woman came out and first gave the Shaliach, uh, the, the object, and then she took the get from him, everybody agrees the get's good, because the actions are now separated from each other. Kipligi, when, when do they disagree? Rabbi Yochum Rishlokish. If the the husband said to the shaliach, first take the item from her and then and then give her the get. First, the, the shaliach went and gave her the get and then then took the item from her, meaning that the husband was insistent on a particular order. Take the object first, then give her the get, and you reverse the order. Here's what plays out. Rabbi Yochanan posts a bow. Rabbi Yochanan says, even the original shaliach who does it, that's no good, because you did it away from the husband's explicit orders. Certainly, if you appointed somebody else, then it doesn't matter what order it happened in, that would be invalid. Rabbi says, even if you made another shaliach and he did it out of order, it's still valid. And certainly, if you yourself did not appoint the shalichut any further, and you did it in that inverted order, it still is valid. Um, and that's why Rabbi Shlokas says the only real implication of this Mishnah is the um, impermissibility of taking something which is a Picard and entrusted to you and entrusting it to another, but not that it invalidates the get in any way. Okay, the next Mishnah, Mishnah Vav, HaVem Yigerim Dinat I promised you that we would deal also with a Shaliach in Dinat Now, why does this make it any different? Because a Shaliach in Eretz Yisrael does not have to make any declarations, and therefore he could make another Shaliach. A Shaliach coming from Chutzlar has to say, Fana Nichtav, Fana Nachtam, and that you can't say if you weren't there and you got it handed by somebody else. So what does he do? Yigerim Dinat HaYam HaChala, Oseh Shaliach Beveitin. He goes to the Beitin, sick, but he's not all the way to the destination. He appoints another shaliach in the Beitin, what does the fellow, the original shaliach, say? He makes a declaration in this Beitin in the middle. 
the last shaliach, meaning the one who finally gets to the wife, and that seems to allow for more shlichim in the middle, he doesn't say of course he can't say it, it's not true. He just has to say and therefore it's on the Beitin's uh, credibility that the whole thing rests. Now, we have two versions of the story. The student said to Ravao's son, they wanted him to ask his father a question. Go ask your father. Can this second shaliach, the one that was made in the Beitin, can he now make a, sec- a third shaliach? Can he do that? Amarlahu, haloti barilahu. Ravima said, I'm not going to ask my father that. That's easy. You don't have to ask. Why? Remember I pointed out in the Mishnah. It doesn't say the shliach hasheni, the second guy. It's a shliach acharon, meaning the last shliach, meaning there could be many. How the mashri shliach? Clearly, the second guy could appoint another. Our only concern is what is the last guy who arrives at the woman's house or to give it to the woman? What does he say? Ella kitibar lechu. Rabavimi said, "You know what? You should really be asking that. I'm willing to ask, Father. Can the third shaliach be appointed independent of the beitin? Is it only the first shaliach who has to hand it to the second shaliach that that has to be in beitin because the second shaliach hand it to a third and third to fourth, etc. without a beitin, or do they all have to be done in a beitin? So Amar lehu, So they said back to Ravimi. That we're not worried about, wondering about why. The last guy has to say, What does that prove to you? That every guy has to be pointed in the Beitin, because you never know if you're going to be the last guy until you decide not to, until you, you arrive. And so therefore, every subsequent Shleach has to be appointed in the Beitin, and each guy after the first will say, Hand it to the next guy. Now, he had a different version of this conversation. Again, the students asked Avimi to ask his father. Ask your father. When the second guy makes a third guy a shaliach, does it have to do it in beitin? Which turned out to be the question in the first version that Avimi asked back to them. Now that's the original question. He said back to them, He said, why don't you ask a better question? Can this guy make a shaliach um, at all. Can the second guy make the third guy a shaliach at all? Which was, in the first story, the first question. Uh, Amrulay, they said, That we're not asking. Because it's a shaliach acharon. What his answer was before is now their explanation for not asking it. Obviously, he can hand it off to more. The thing we are asking is, But does the, do the subsequent... Uh, transfers have to happen in Beitin or not. Amrallahu, so you, you know where this is going. In this version, he said back to them, that you shouldn't ask either. Because the last guy says, which means every one of them has to be transferred in Beitin. Okay, that's two versions of the same kind of conversation. And the really question is, which one did he know, which one did they know? In Eretz Yisrael, when there is no you can pass it to one guy, and he can pass it to another guy, etc. Amar Rav Ashi, now remember in the previous Mishnah, we only put that on Chala, Rabba seems to be disagreeing with Rav Kahan and saying that you don't have to be sick. In any case, you could make several shlichim, meaning you could give it to one, and then he can hand it off to the next. All right, And, of course, you don't need any beitin, because um, the first guy doesn't have to say, Right, and therefore the other guys don't have to say shleach beitin on him. Just have to say here I have a get. 
Now, Amr Rashi, Imet Rishon, Rashi said a strange thing. Imet Rishon, in Eretz Yisrael, where there's Lofan and Nechtafan and Nechtam, if the first Shaliach dies, Batlu Kulan, the whole thing falls like dominoes. Now, by the way, Ravashi theoretically should say, if any of the prior Shlichim die before the last guy gets there, it should be the end of the road, because the chain's been broken. But he says if the first guy dies. Well, we're not going to go further with this, because Amram Ravashi, Ravashi's son later said, My father said that, either it means he said it when he was very young, or he said it was now thinking, it was a small thing, right? Because, Ilumate Baal, Midi Meshasha, Eat Bahum. If after all the, the the husband died, would there be anything left to this get? Right? In other words, the issue is not the first shaliach, the issue is the husband. Kul mikoach mankatu, all the shlichim originate where? At the power of attorney given by the husband. Mikoach the bal katu. He to the bal, he the kulu. If the husband's alive, they're all good. Lay to the bal, he the kulu. If the husband's not alive, then they all fall. Which means shliach rishon is not the issue. The issue is the husband alive. So if the husband gave the get to A, and A gave it to B, and B gave it to C, in the meantime A died, that's irrelevant. The issue is, is the husband alive? And then the shlichut can continue. Um, right. Okay. Ahu um, Gavra... Ahu Gavra is a story. He sent to get to his wife. Amar Shaliach. The Shaliach said, I don't know who she is. So Amar the husband said to him, Zil When you get to that town, give it to the rabbi, Abba Manyumi. He knows who my wife is. And he'll give it to her. So in other words, he sent to Shaliach, and upon the Shaliach's request, he didn't know who she was, he said, okay, give it to this rabbi, the rabbi will give it to her. He came to town, and the rabbi wasn't there. This is, of course, happening here in Israel in the uh, late 3rd century, early 4th century. He found these three great rabbis. Rav Safra was sitting near them. Amrulay, the three rabbis said, they said, you're looking for Rav Abba Barnumi, he's not around. You tell us your story. Then we'll give the get to him. In other words, you empower us to give it to him. And then he'll give it to her. Rav Safra, Rav Safra turned to them and said, But this guy's not a Shliach Gerushin. This guy isn't a Shliach to give the get to the woman. He can't hand the get off. He's a Shliach to give the get to a particular rabbi who then will become the Shliach Gerushin. And therefore, you cannot act as a, as a go-between. The three rabbis were shamed. In other words, they seem to be disproven. So now we heard this story in Bavel. Amarava kapchinu Rav Safra l'tlata Ravon and Smuchi. Rav Safra cut off the knees, as it were, of three big rabbis. In other words, he successfully uh, deflated their position. So Amaravashi, but my kapchinu. So Ravashi says, how did he knock them off? Since when did the husband say, Amaravashi can give it to her and not you? This fellow was a shliach of the get. Hello, what? There was an allowance of the fact that he didn't know the wife that he could give it to the rabbi instead. That's version one of the story. Ikadamri, the other version is that when Rava heard the story, because the story stays the same, Amarava, that Rava had that same reaction. That it was a mistake that he, that he, uh, def- deflected them with or he defeated them with. Really, he was wrong. From Ashi my Tauta, and according to this version, Rav Ashi is defending Rav Safra and says, "What was the mistake?" So my Amarle, what did uh, what did he say? Avraham Yumi Velo At. 
The Ravashi says, no, you're wrong, Rava. Rav Safra was correct because the, the husband had originally said, only Ababa Menumi and not you gives the get, which means you're not a Shliach Gerushin, you're a Shliach to bring this get to Rav Menumi, he's the Shliach Gerushin, which means they, the, these rabbis really cannot act in his pl- in place. Now, Ahu Gavra de Shadalak another story. A man sent a, a get to his wife. Amar he told the Shliach, don't give it to her for 30 days. Something happened, and the shliach could not wait the 30 days. He was nanas, but the idea was that he couldn't wait the 30 days. He had to leave town earlier. After the coming to Rav, he came to Rav and said, What do I do? After all, I can't give the get till 30 days, but I'm not going to be here anymore. I'm a Rava, chalat time am I. Rava says, after all, in the Mishnah, if a person gets sick, we allow him to hand it off to somebody else. Why? Because he's not capable of finishing the job. You're also onus, so you can hand it off to somebody else. So she said, hand the get over to us. After 30 days, we'll make a shaliach. He'll hand it over. You'll be gone. He'll hand it over. That's what Rava said to do. The student said to Rava, Same problem with Rav Safra. This guy's not a shaliach gerushin, because right now, he's in a holding pattern. He has to wait till 30 days. So Amalhu Rava said the case not alike. Cave and Levata Tlatinyomin Matsumigari, since after thirty days this guy could give the get over, he was never excluded from giving the get. He was just withheld or delayed. Kishliak Shintan the Gerushin who we consider Mishliach the Gerushin. I Valeh Shema Pies. We have a different problem here. That's nothing to do with the Shlichut, which is a delayed get. We always have the problem that in the meantime the husband may have made up with the wife. They may have even had relations, which makes us a get Yashan and invalid. Don't we have the Mishnah that says, If a guy gives a get and says, This get is valid uh, if I don't make it back in 12 months, and he dies during the 12 months, it's a get, which means there's no Zika Li'ibum. In discussing that, we said, Why aren't we concerned that in the intervening time, the husband came and they had they made up and they had relations, which means it's a get Yashan, which means now she is Kuka Li'ibum. When the husband says, when he gives the get, she is trusted to say, if she reports that I didn't come back, she's trusted. Right? So in other words, um, Rava, who said that in the case of this 30-day delay case, you can hand it over to us, then, and he said this guy really is a Shleach Gerushin, because after 30 days he will be. He also said there's no concern that perhaps during the 30 days the husband made up with the wife, and it's a get Yashan, because it's talking about a case where the husband says she's trusted to say that I didn't come back within 30 days. So, Ichsif. Right? So now, Rava was shamed, because in, in this case, that's not what had happened. You know, it's in the case there in, in the seventh parak. Um, we said it's a, it's a situation where the fellow says, I trust her to say I haven't come back. Which means that, that in our case, where there was no such trust, really, there should be a concern that during the 30 days, the husband and wife got together and as they get Yashan, etc. So, the Sophie Glai Milta Darusahave. But it played out really in Rava's favor, because it turned out that this girl was not married, she was a betrothed to the fellow. The case that came before Rava, she was an Arusa. He says, sure, we're always concerned about Pius with an Asua, because they've already been intimate. They get together, they get intimate again. But we won't say such a thing about an Arusa, and therefore there is no reason to be Choshesh, and this get, even though it was delayed by 30 days, nonetheless is a valid get. Certainly we need to ask this question. 
back to the case of the Mishnah, when the Beitin, or the case that we just had, when the Beitin says, we'll appoint another Shaliach after 30 days, Befanov or Shlo Befanov, do they have to do that in the presence of the original Shaliach, or can they do it in his absence? Harapashta ben Befanov ben Shlo Befanov. Rava answered it on his own. He said, it doesn't matter whether he's there. Okay, Shalchumitam. They sent a message from Eretz Yisrael ben Befanov ben Shlo Befanov. Whether he's there or not, whether the original Shaliach is there or not, the Beitin can appoint a new Shaliach after the 30 days, or whatever the situation is. All right, Hahudamar, this is a famous case we had in Ketubot. If I don't make it back in 30 days, this is a get. The guy's going on a dangerous journey. He's afraid he might not live, and she'll be in Aguna, or whatever it might be, or he should fall to Yibum. And therefore, he says, this get is valid if I don't get back in 30 days. Atta upaske mabra. He came back there, and the bridge was down, so he couldn't cross the river. Look, he's waving and saying, here, I'm, I'm coming, I'm coming. Which means that my get should be invalidated because I tried to arrive. That doesn't count. That's not called coming. Why? Because we say, Ein onus begitten. This is, of course, the sugi at the beginning of Tubot, the two different versions, whether yesh onus begitten or ain onus begitten. We say, Ein onus begitten, which means no claim of onus is good for the non-fulfillment of a condition. Meaning, if you say, if I fulfill condition A, this, this get is invalid, and you're prevented from fulfilling condition A because of an onus, that doesn't mean anything, you didn't fulfill it, the get is good. So therefore, in this case, even though the guy's trying to get back and his non-return is due to an onus, nonetheless, the get is valid. Now, that's all that, all here to bring us to this case. A guy said to his witnesses, If I don't make up with her in 30 days, it's a get. She's upset, I'm going to try to appease her. If it doesn't work, here's a get, it's valid in 30 days. So he then tried to make up to her. It didn't work, she didn't accept it. Had he given her a bucket of gold, she would have been happy. He didn't do everything necessary. The fact that he's Anus, he's not that rich, not, it's, not, uh, it's not an issue. Which means that the get is valid, because even though he tried to appease her, it didn't work, and he didn't do everything possible, he just did everything that he was able to do, too bad. That's a known as begitten. Ikadami, the other version is Amrav Yosef, Midi Takava Dinar The other way of looking at it was he said, What, does this guy have to buy a Rolls Royce and a Bentley and a you know a bucket of gold to give to her? He has to do what he can try to do. All right, he tried to appease her. That's all he said. He said, if I don't appease her. He did try to appease her. The fact that she didn't accept it is not a problem. So how do we re- reconcile these two versions of Yosef's take on the story? It depends. If you say, that's the second version. And what you say, look, he did everything he could. The fact that she wasn't appeased, and the fact that he's not wealthy enough to give her a bucket of gold, that, that he still did what he could. Therefore, yesh onus begitten. Therefore, the get is invalid. It's canceled because he tried to do what he could to knock it off. In the first version of the story, Yosef said, he didn't do everything possible. He didn't give her a bucket of gold. Oh, he's onus. Hey, he's onus begitten. All right, we'll stop at this point, and we will pick up Amir Tzashem in the next year, Hadaf Lamud Alman Aleph, with the next Mishnah, Hamal Vemot Eta Kohen. Everyone should have a wonderful day.